0: In our bibles in 1st Timothy chapter 3 there's a precious verse it's verse 13 now we want to ask in a moment that our deacons would be on the front row it isn't necessary right this moment but in a few moments we'd like for you to do that but in 1st Timothy chapter 3 Verse 13, there's a trophy verse. It simply says, They that have used the office of a deacon well, purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith. That's an amazing verse. They that have used the office of a deacon well, purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith. Now immediately, this presupposes that some would not use the office of a deacon well. The original deacons in the early church, as spoken of in Acts chapter seven, chapter 6, there were seven of them. Stephen and Philip were outstanding evangelists. Some of them we never read about again. And some have thought this was a negative statement about those men. I, I don't think that. I think there are a lot of behind-the-scenes men that are not as prominent as others. When we all get to heaven, we'll be surprised at who receives the greatest rewards. It will not always be those who have had the opportunity of Billy Graham to preach across the world. It may be some little widow that has spent her whole life praying. Maybe the reason, Chris, you were spared the other night is somebody was praying for you. I was awakened this morning early at 2 o'clock, and I had people on my heart. I've prayed for many of you that are in this room right now For an hour that doesn't always happen but for some reason god was dealing like that you cannot tell who is the greatest but we know that god wants to use all of us and this scripture says they that have used the office of a deacon well purchased themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in christ jesus very briefly let me mention three things that a deacon is not. You know, a deacon has a very difficult responsibility. It is not outlined in the Bible. Isn't that interesting? You can't turn to page number 1, 1275 and say, here's what a deacon is to do. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. No, instead, it gives the qualifications for a deacon And then it says, they that have used this office well purchase to themselves a good degree. Now, there are three things that a deacon is not. Number one, deacons are not a board of directors. They don't direct anything. They don't direct the church. They don't direct the pastor. They don't direct the members. They're not a board of directors. In the economic world, we have groups that have boards of directors, and they're in charge, and the way the work goes is the way they go, and so on. Number two, they are not a house of representatives. Now, in our Washington government, we have a house of representatives, and those men are responsible for finding out what the people want in the various vicinities of America, and then they go back and report that, and they try their best to get things going in the Washington government uh, to meet the needs of their particular clientele. Deacons are not that. They're not a house of representatives. They're not representing certain segments of the congregation and they come back to the deacons meeting or to the church or to the pastor and say, hey, here's what they want, here's what they want, here's what these want, and so this is what we need to do. It isn't that at all. Thirdly, the deacons are not a group of elite men who live above in a glass house above everybody else. They're just common men. Men who are ordinary but with an extraordinary commitment. And that extraordinary commitment has been recognized by the church. In the original chapter 6 of Acts, There was a need, and the apostles said, now you look out, said to the congregation, you find seven men who meet these qualifications. Number one, they're men of honest report. That means from the outside and the inside. People who walk honestly. Number two, men filled with the Holy Spirit. How in the world do you determine if somebody's filled with the Holy Spirit? There are some groups who teach, that the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit is people clap their hands and raise their hands and dance and speak in tongues. There's nothing in the Bible that says that's the evidence of the Holy Spirit. The evidence of the fullness of the Holy Spirit is the desire to win people to Christ. Over and over again you'll read they were filled with the Holy Spirit and great boldness to speak the Word of God. And in Acts chapter 6, when these men were appointed and elected, it says much people were added to the Lord. And there were priests that were influenced toward Christ because of these men. Then the third qualification, men filled with wisdom. Where do you get wisdom? You don't get wisdom from gossip. You don't get wisdom from listening to Tom, Dick, and Harry say what they think. Wisdom comes from the Bible. The Word of God. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And when we saturate ourselves with the Word of God, like one of our men was saying a while ago, he's trying to memorize certain verses of Scripture. And when we hide the Word of God in our hearts... We're the kind of men that God can use. Not only men, women that God can use and young people that God can use. Men filled with wisdom. Then the fourth qualification. And sometimes this is overlooked. It's very carefully outlined in Acts chapter 6. Men who are available to be appointed over this business. Available to be appointed. Not everybody's available. There are some people who are too busy. There's some people who say, well, I just can't take the time. Some say, well, I just don't think I could fit into that group. Some think, well, I'm just not, my spirit isn't right, and so on. And they were wise to to not allow themselves to be chosen. But these are men who are available to be appointed over this business. Those are the men that will use the office of a deacon well. And it's that simple. Men who have honest report and keep that honest report above reproach. That's so important. We live in a time when people are careless about our reputations and our character. And we think it doesn't matter. It really matters. And so we keep ourselves above reproach. Number two, men... Filled with the Holy Spirit with an earnest desire to see people saved. You know, I want to commend the deacons of our church in the 45 years that I've known them. These have been men, as Bob Brown said a moment ago, or somebody else, men that really want our church to have a thrust to win people to Christ. All through the years, this has been a goal. Over and over again, we focused on the fact that the great business of the church is to win the loss to Christ at home and around the world. And never in our deacons' meetings has a man opposed that. They've been men that want that. And Brother Eric and Brother Bob, you're going in as a new, in the new term of, of deacons. You will add your signatures to that spiritually as you seek to see lost people saved. And I'd like to say about Brother Bob Brown. For many, many years, he was the coordinator of the college department. It's interesting that Eric is now the coordinator of the college department. Isn't that interesting? And two new men coming into the deacon body tonight. And all those years, Brother Bob pled for college students. He loved them. He and Sue had them in their home. And uh, part of... Part of the reason God has allowed our church to send out all these young people who are preaching around the world tonight is because Bob and Sue Brown were faithful to God in creating an atmosphere in that college department where they could hear the tug of God at their hearts and say, here am I, Lord, send me. And Brother Eric, you'll do the same thing. They that have used the office of a deacon, well, purchased to themselves a good degree. I don't know all that that means. I know there are degrees in life. You get the BS degree, the BA degree, the PhD degree, the THD degree, and all those. I don't know that that's what this means. It does mean they will be respected by heaven and earth. They'll be respected by heaven and earth. It's better to use the office of a deacon well than to be a Ph.D. Or to get the best degrees any university can offer. Because when you use the office of a deacon well, God says you'll earn for yourself a good degree. Recognition from the earth and in heaven. I honor our men who serve as deacons. They're great men. They love. Are they perfect? Certainly not. Is the pastor perfect? Certainly not. We're all sinners saved by grace. But these men walk with God. And I'm honored to serve with them. <clears throat> then it says they'll have great boldness in the faith. I think of two outstanding men in the New Testament who served as deacons. <coughs> One was... Stephen, Stephen was one of the most bold men in all the pages of the Bible. Shortly after he was elected as a deacon, he went out of the streets of Jerusalem, was giving his testimony, he knew it was unpopular, he told about the resurrection of Christ, they called him into a council meeting, they put him on trial, and they stoned him to death. And you know what he did while he was being stoned to death? He didn't cry. He didn't act like a coward. He said, I see Jesus. And he's standing at the right hand of the Father. When Jesus went back to the Father, he sat down at the right hand. But when Stephen was the first Christian martyr, Jesus stood up in his honor. They that have used the office of a deacon, well, heaven will notice. And there will be a standing ovation over there in glory. Max Ocato has written a book called The Applause of Heaven. He tells about going on a plane toward his home. He looks forward to seeing his little children. And when he arrives, his little children applauding. They're so glad to see daddy. And then he said, this made me think of what it's going to be like when I fly into heaven. And I'm wondering, will there be applause in heaven when I get home? Those that have used the office of a deacon well will have the applause of God, the applause of heaven. And what greater blessing is there than that? The great faith, great boldness in the faith. Stephen had that boldness here. Then Philip went down to Samaria and preached to the people there. And right in the middle of a great revival when many people were being saved there was great gladness in that city. God said, Philip, I have another assignment. You leave this big meeting and go down to the road that leads to Gaza. I have an appointment for you. He went down there in obedience to the Lord. He was standing on the corner, I think. And here comes this big chariot with all the Ethiopian officials. And in that one chariot was an Ethiopian eunuch who was... So important in Ethiopia. And he was reading the Bible. He was reading Isaiah 53. And Steve, uh, Philip had the nerve to call up and say, do you understand what you're reading? <laughs> Deacons, do you have the courage to do that? Do you, have, do you understand what you're reading? Why? He said, how can I unless somebody show me? And Philip climbed up in the chariot and began at that same place. A great official in Ethiopia and preached unto him Jesus. They that have used the office of a deacon well purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith. So, we use the office of a deacon well by having an honest report, by being filled with the Holy Spirit that leads us to be concerned about souls, that leads us to be filled with the wisdom of the Word of God, that we know how to deal with certain situations, and... We're available to be appointed to this business. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for these truths from the Bible. Thank you for our deacons. We love them and thank God for them. We honor them and respect them. Here on earth, they have our respect and love. They've received that high degree of appreciation But over in heaven, Lord, one day, when they go toward the sunset and they arrive in your presence, what a thrill to have the applause of God, the applause of heaven, because they have served you well here. Father, if there's one person in this place tonight who is not saved, draw them to Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand. What are we going to sing? Since I started for the kingdom. What an appropriate song tonight. Thirteen. A brief invitation. If you're here tonight and you're not saved, I encourage you to come to Christ just like you are. Don't wait to get better. Don't try to be better. Just come. And friend, if you have in your heart a hankering to get closer to Jesus... You want to live more fully for him. You you want to say, like this song says, since I started for the kingdom, the sweeter it grows every day, and I want to get closer and closer to him. You come. Do what God tells you while we sing this song.